when I say everyone said do not do it, I, I could give a list that would go on for an hour. Everybody said don't do it. But why? Oh, it's too risky. Yeah, but why is it risky? I know I'll deliver even if I have to work 24 hours a day. No, it's too risky if you if you you know if you get blacklisted or you get um uh, bank if you file for bankruptcy at this age you're pretty fucked because you won't get mortgages. I said, look, I'll make it work no matter what's thrown at me. I'll work, make it work. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Parabolic Podcast, the podcast for gamers, traders, and entrepreneurs. In this first episode, I'm interviewing Bull of Bitcoin. He's a super great hustler in the real estate and cryptocurrency markets. I'm super psyched to bring this project to you guys. Please let me know how you like it. Enjoy the episode. Awesome. So, Bull, thanks for coming on. We appreciate you and your wisdom in the real estate and crypto universe. Uh, why don't we get started with a little bit of background about you, like where you went to college, what you studied. Yeah, no problem. Thanks for having me and uh, giving me the, the, the another go after I messed up the first one. <laughs> um, <laughs> no worries. So, yes, started off, uh, went to the worst school in possibly the county. Uh, my mum did send me there to get away from my mates and it sort of backfired because most of the people there was excluded from the school that I was going to go to. So it was the case of knuckling down and just trying to get through. Um, so when I got to about 13 or 14, I don't know whether it was a film, I can't remember because it was obviously ages ago, but I always wanted to do sort of trading from that from that day, you know, work up in the city, mm-hmm. work in the stocks and the, uh, stock exchange and stuff. Um, and in in England, you do work experience at about 14 uh, years old. So I spoke to my nan who worked up as a waitress up in town and she worked at a place called Simpsons where most of the traders used to go for, you know, afternoon beers and stuff like that. So, And she managed to blag a two-week work experience for me up at Donaldson, Lufkin and Gemra in Moorgate in the centre of London, which was unbelievable, um, you know, buying suits and, and ties and cufflinks and stuff like that while all my mates were labouring was brilliant. Uh, thought I was sort of... Um, a top boy but uh, just a young and stupid really but <laughs> yes yeah, so, uh, it was it was i spent about three days there and then within three days even at that age i realized how fucking stupid some people are um and i don't mean that in a bad way i mean these people were you know married kids and on a wage um but within three days uh, this was back in the facts fax time so my job was to highlight numbers with you know just say for instance they ended with a double o and within three days i was quicker than the other three people so i ended up going and they was giving me the highlight things and i'll be putting it onto the computer and i just thought this is insane like how can a 14 year old come in even at that age not know nothing and still sort of outdo three people so it was quite an eye-opener and it made me even more determined because I thought, you know, if I can come in here and do that in three days, what? wait till I'm older and stuff like that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so I've always been a little bit cocky. Um, I was an only child, so always had to play sports and try and be the best and all that sort of thing. Uh, so, yeah, that sort of got into my head. I'm going to come back here. And after the two weeks, they said, right, go college, get X, Y, and Z and um, come back to us. So... I did that. I went to college. I did uh, A-levels in further mathematics, statistics, accountancy, business studies, and computer science. 
Now, at the same time as this, all my friends started to labor and, you know, I was getting 40 or 50 pound a day. And after college, I was working in Asda as a butcher uh, for oh, five days a week for about 200 pound a month. So when people say, you know, oh, you've, you've had it lucky or, you know, something's happened. I, I, even on a Saturday, I used to get up at four o'clock in the morning at 16 years old and drive, I think it was about 15 miles to sort out parcels for 20 pound cash. Wow. And yeah, I mean, if you, when I look at that now, I just think fucking like what, I know what I was yeah, thinking. Child, of, it, child abuse yeah. nowadays. By, yeah, by exactly. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, so that I'd probably be, the, the man would be arrested now, fucking child slavery. But it's, um, it that sort of planted the seeds of, I'm going to do it no matter what whether I've got to work every every hour that God sends. But after, it was just before the AS um, testing, which I think is still the, the halfway point, and it just got too much, you know, five, working five nights, five till ten. Uh, so I just bowed out. And not really knowing what I wanted to do. Um, and then my uncle was a sparky, was his electrician. So I thought, yep, that's that's a bit of me. So uh, yeah, I went and tried that, and it was only, I think, about a year into it. I went and worked for my cousin's friend, and I was cleaning tools when I weren't busy, cleaning his van out, stuff like that. So they ended up doubling my money and sort of headhunted me. So I jumped over to them, and by the age of nineteen, I'd worked up and was doing million dollar con- uh, million pound contracts for Siemens. <laughs> Uh, on, on behalf of my company, not obviously not through me. Sure. Um, sure. But yeah, always had the property in my head. Uh, it was the the, the, the Sparkian was always a, a, a say an extra life or a safety net because there was you could go anywhere in the world and work as an electrician, especially mm-hmm. if it's if especially if you've passed in England, which is like four years of uh, apprenticeship and testing and stuff. So I always thought I'd have that as a backup. Do you think that nowadays with the price of college tuition being, uh, you know, it's, it's rising very quickly. Um, do you think that that's a good route that people should start exploring is the trades, uh, uh, given that they pay so well? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's slightly different here because um, college is actually free here. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, university isn't. So ours sort of skips two years. So our uni is your college, so to speak. But you have to have something. I mean, I, I, I know I don't want to sound like one of them sort of conspiracy theorists that you know uni's a scam, but I just can't see how dedicating four to five or six years in some cases. I mean, architecturals are seven to eight. Right. I don't. I don't know many millionaire. I don't know one millionaire architect. And I did a thread on Twitter not too long ago about picking your poison. Now, if you go to college for two years and then study architecture and, you know, we're talking about the best marks maybe after seven years. That's nine years of your life earning shit money, studying, just trying to pass. No, There's no guarantee that you will pass as well. That's what people forget. Yeah. Yeah. We, we can all, yeah. It definitely depends on, I mean, what you're trying to go into. I mean, um, people say it all the time. It's a cliche at this point, but I mean, you really do have to go into um, something that's going to provide an ROI on that time and that money. Yeah. Which people don't do, you know, they're coming out of there and going to get a 30,000 pound a year job. Well, what's that going to last? Or is that going to be five, six years? Then you get 50,000 after that, you know, 
it depends if you want to settle there's easier ways to settle than that you can just go i know plumbers making two three grand a week mm-hmm. pretty easy i know spark is making probably two grand a week three grand a week as well if they really want to put the weekends in so the money's always there with the trades so i would definitely if you can um from what i've heard of the unis i don't know what it's like in college over where you are but everyone i speak to it's just a piss up <laughs> and they you know that's all you hear about oh you know i didn't really study for this didn't really study for that and what are you doing there get out go and pick something else and just fucking go at it if you work up it doesn't matter what you choose if you're the best you don't even have to be the best in the world or best in the country just be the best around your area that anything you do and word of mouth you will get all the work and, and as long as you don't fuck it up and let people down and start taking the piss you, you'll earn a fortune i know window uh, window cleaners on you know 10 grand a month doing perfect ro- ro- uh, routes but they bought these off it's, it's pretty insane it's how much money there is out there but you you have to go and find it it's not going to mm-hmm. come knocking not going to open an email and just say, oh, yeah, you know, there's a two million pound contract there. It don't work like that. Yeah. And I'm glad that that's a good uh, point to touch on as well. I mean, that's really where I started like maybe three years ago. It's probably just uh, doing these long car rides. And I would just um, like on my way to my girlfriend's uh, have a four hour drive uh, there and back to go see her long distance. And yeah. I was just looking up like YouTube videos, like how to make money. Like if my brain would just go like that's one of the places yeah. that um like i just enjoy thinking is driving exactly and so i just i that's why i found out about trading um and you really start to branch it off from there like some of the principles i feel like you can learn from crypto um definitely translate into other markets very easily because like yeah you know you get to see who's really like selling their like shit courses that are just you know like you can tell who's the fakes um and then being able yep. to apply that skill 100%. into other markets um is is really important yeah for sure the um i mean dante's one has been uh, well known to be a good one you only have to watch his youtube videos to know you know oh, yeah, he huge, exactly huge what, yeah to him. Ex- exactly um, what i've he... actually bought a couple of his courses <laughs> through his oh, website oh, yeah so flow and then trade examples yep that's great great resource and it's it's quite a but it's <clears throat> It's so frustrating because you know I've got this running war with Randy Billy, whatever his uh, name. Well, I know what his name is, but he's uh, he's all he's anon names, should we say? But it, it, this he says in his bio he owns one point two million Bitcoin, and there's people retweeting it, and and you just think. And then I go back. I go back to that point when I was fourteen, when I um, I had three people working for me within three days there are people like that um that will do these giveaway retweets when they break it down there's like they're like seven pound or they're you know oh i just found seven bitcoin down the back of the fucking sofa i, <laughs> yeah. I, I think i'm going to give it away when has that ever ever happened never never uh, um, that's what got me banned that's why we have such a war with each other <laughs> Because I used to always tell people, this is a, like he's scamming you. Don't send him anything. Don't do this. Don't do that. And in the end, you get to the point where you just think, oh, do you know what? Yeah, some just, people just can't uh, help. Yeah, just, just crack on. There's there's no saving some people. Yeah. And you see, you see the same names over and over again replying to him as well. So 
I'll just try and avoid him now, but he just keeps coming for me. Anyways, do you want to go back towards uh, yep, so, Yeah, so Siemens, um, I was working via them uh, in sort of Disney Channel and stuff like that. And again, it just uh, it was only a stepping stone. So I was working uh, seven days a week. It was double pay back then as well. Uh, time and a half Saturday, double pay Sunday. Long hours on the Sunday, of course, to bump it up. And then just got a little bit of money behind me. And then at, I think I was 21, I went to the pub and actually see one of my, uh, to watch England game. And I bumped into a friend that I went to high school with. I haven't seen for about three or four years and just got chatting. And he literally said, oh, I've just started working for as an estate agent. So obviously we had a, even more a chat. And he said, oh, I've got this house. You could potentially split it into two flats. And I've never heard of anyone doing this or you know what money could be in it and we we talked it through i went and see it on the monday and i just said to my wife i i think we should do it and when i say everyone said do not do it i i could give a list that would go on for an hour everybody said don't do it but why oh it's too risky yeah, but why is it risky? I know I'll deliver, even if I have to work twenty four hours a day. No, it's too risky. If you if you you know if you get blacklisted or you get um, uh, bank if you file for bankruptcy at this age, you're pretty fucked because you won't get mortgages. And I said, look, I'll make it work. No matter what's thrown at me, I'll work, make it work. And lo and behold, my stubbornness paid off, and I took it on. Uh, we did it, and within i think it was about i think it was the first three months were an eye-opener because i was you know the paperwork side of it is incredible splitting deeds and you know solicitors and all that sort of stuff so that was quite a lot to take on the work side was easy because it's no real difference to what i've been used to um but the admin side definitely um definitely an eye-opener and the one i'm on now was even even worse but we'll get to that in a bit uh, so yeah, flip that one. I think it was about just under a hundred k in three months. Wow. So yeah, at twenty, I think I might have been twenty two when they actually physically sold. So started at twenty one, and I think they actually sold at twenty two. But on the way while they were selling, I went back because I just thought you know until all that money is in my account, um, no different from your profit and loss watching it until you close it. It's not your money. So I just thought, right, I'm going back to work. So I went back to work. And on the way home, I got a phone call from the estate agent said, look, I've got another one around the corner. And I said, look, I can't get there. And he said, but he wants an offer tonight. So I remember it. I was in, laying in the back of a van in traffic coming home from Watford. And uh, yeah, just offered blind and brought it. So, so you bought that without even taking a look at the didn't even, yep, property? Didn't see, yep, didn't see it. Uh, it was worth X. If I spent Y, it would be worth Z. So that's all I cared about. And I had the same same sort of principle and same sort of fault. No matter what it looks like, no matter what it is, I'll, I'll sort it. And I think we mentioned it on the last time we spoke. I think everyone gets their chance. Some people don't realize it's their chance till many, many years, sometimes decades later, like my granddad. Uh, my granddad was a brickie and he had a chance when he was about my age, about 35. Uh, he used to build all the houses and a property developer in uh, Wimbledon Village, which, you know, the Wimbledon tennis? 
Yeah, I'm familiar with that. Yeah, uh, the Wimbledon Village is polluted with money. I mean, it's astronomical prices. And this guy said, look, uh, I want you to sort of come on as a partner so I can literally just give you the land, you build it, and we're splitting the money. And my granddad just didn't want none of it. He just wanted his weekly money, and that was it. And, yeah, I mean, wow, we're talking, yeah, we're talking tens of millions, if not 100 million, probably at that point if he'd have kept her and yeah that was his and he sort of he always looks back now and he sees me doing what i'm doing he's, he says he's proud and you know wish I'd, I'd had the arsehole to do it and i think everyone sort of has their chance some realize it that it's gone quicker than others i mean he took probably 60 years before he even uh, sorry about 40 years before he even realized like in his 70s that he should have really done it and that that was my chance i that chance meeting with my mate you know he randomly just started being an estate agent and i just thought this is the time to do it i always wanted to do it and this is this is too much of a sort of if you believe in fate or sort of the chances of that were highly unlikely so i went for it and the same on the second one and yeah, now yeah. it's within like a three-month period that all that happened you said right yeah, with this, this was in 12, literally 12 weeks. Um, we completed, did the work, um, marketed it. First one who walked through, full asking price. Um, and that was 2007, late 2007, early 2008. So started the new one. A um, little bit more work involved, uh, adding sort of extensions and stuff. But we got there in the end. I literally marketed them and the very next day um i market them the sort of the tr the the ripple effect from from over from the us market started trickling down and it was like all right it shouldn't affect us this much and then that was it the weeks went turned to months and i could not sell them i'm not probably 50,000 off at nothing there was no first time buyers the the banks pulled all the first time buyer mortgages out so, you know, the 5%, sometimes 100% mortgages, uh, they all got pulled and they was looking more towards 20 and 30% deposits, which first-time buyers didn't have because we're talking 2008 before it crashed was absolutely peak uh, prices. I mean, the one-bedroom flat um, that I sold was 175000 which at the time, there was $2 to the pound. So you're talking $350,000 back then. Right, okay. Yeah, so th this is the sort of bubble that, it w that w was created. I was so unlucky, really, because uh, another couple of months before, and I would have done and dusted them, and I, I would have had the pick of the bunch. You know, everything was crashing. People was going under. We had letting companies, just people driving in, just dropping keys back. It was pretty, pretty scary, really, um, to think oh, at so 20... You literally got the baptism by fire treatment yeah uh, within yeah i don't know that would have been like your first two years in the property within a business. year that first was within year. wow yeah within one year that had um i'd had the best of the market and the worst and yeah it was um it was like i said before is a real eye opener of this is so out of your control that and then no one see like now people talk about the housing bubble that's come in and it wasn't like that back then it, it, i don't think they work like that if everyone knows it's going to happen exactly everyone can prepare for it so I, I, it's more of a black swan event in my opinion um 
but the the people that the financial companies that I speak to, the funders and all that sort of stuff, they're all saying about 18 months to two years. So I'm on the fence whether to do the next one. I've already got it. Um, it's nearly double the profit on this one and for less work. So it seems a no-brainer, mm-hmm. but it's for nine flats. And, you know, if the market does downturn, it's not a case of, you know, oh, I'll just knock some money off if the buyers aren't there. Right. you're not selling it regardless so yeah I'm, I'm on the fence at the minute so can you walk through like um with all of your experience like how would you start nowadays for someone that's interested in getting into real estate or rental properties so the the rental side is slightly different if you want to make money as a property developer uh, of uh, you have to have good credit and you have to have made a bit of money and now what i mean is if you're making 20 grand a year and you've paid your tax, you know, you've never missed, you, you've got a small mortgage and stuff like that. They're not interested in that. They want, they want bigger players. Uh, when I first got my uh, accountant that I've got now, I remember when I was younger and I sort of went up to him and said, oh, this is my book. And he said, listen, you're never going to get rich unless you pay tax. And I didn't really fully, you know, I was only young, but I didn't really sort of take that in. And it, it, it's so, so true now. The doors that, I've opened just because, you know, I'll send us your uh, last um, tax return. That's all these people care about. Now, if, you, if you're earning good money, and it's a snowball effect, you know, if you, you earn more money, you're obviously going to pay more tax. But then if you pay more tax, you can lend more money. If you can lend more money, you can lend more money at a slightly better percentage than you would have lent the less money. So you earn more, you get more money for less interest, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think I found yeah so it's all about building that's why people um saying about uh you know the the benefits of renting there are no benefits of renting there is zero you get nothing back when you own a house of course you have that volatility but if you're buying it to live in it then it should you, that shouldn't be you know that's that's not an investment that's your home um, yeah, yeah. which which you know is a 10-year thing are you to is, is any one sane person going to tell me that in 10 years time from our conversation now that house prices will be lower my house will be less uh, worth less than it is now in 10 years it, it won't happen it doesn't work like that so you, people have to get away from this investment and i'll tell you uh, actually one thing that can work but you you wouldn't be able to sort of quit your job and do it as a living but if you can buy the, you know, the, sh- the shittest house in the best road, live in there for two years, do it up, do the extension, or I, I don't know how um, you do it over in America, but over here, you know, we do an extension out the back, one on the side, a loft. Some mm-hmm. people do basements and stuff. Just try and get it up. Uh, that's not, um, that is not capital gains sort of, uh, it falls within capital gains. That's personal wealth growth from living there. So I know a few people that have made, you know, probably five or six million at the minute. Um, they're in their fifties and sixties, but that's how they got their money. They simply moved into their home. They did the work. They did their time. Two years after that, they sold that. You know, the five hundred grand house went to eight. So then they bought the nine hundred thousand pound house and sold it for one point two. You know what I mean? The stepping stones for the the, the ladder of the the um, financial sections. Mm-hmm. So five, eight, one point one. You know, now they now they're living in a three million pound house, but with enough room to build a house next door. 
So that's another 3 million minus, you know, 1, 1.2 million, that's 1.8 million pound profit that they won't have to pay tax on. Now, so, it sounds like you're referencing a lot of, I don't know if you've read the book, but um, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Are, are you familiar uh, with that? Uh, no, no, I haven't. Okay. I don't really read books. <laughs> it just sounded like a lot of the, uh, it sounded like you were saying a lot of similar things, but um, oh, that's right. okay. Yeah, um, definitely recommend it. He's a he's a uh, great real estate investor. Uh, from you know he he talks he talks about um, having a five hundred one c account, basically tax deferred. It's probably different. Um, yeah, for What's between, a... but it's basically like you can offset the capital gains tax um, on whenever you buy and sell a house into like a gotcha. tax deferred account basically like a retirement account from how i understand it but oh, i'm not right. too well yeah, versed like, in this area so i don't know yeah it's um it, i've not heard that before but over in england it's literally two years so you can't just move into somewhere you know you, you when you move into somewhere these places you have to um you have to change your bank statements literally as though you're living there and move in because i think some people in the past have sort of done it not not assigned bank statements and stuff on credit cards and all that sort of stuff you know council tax and then they try and sell it and then that's when they get stung um with you know with a buy to let sort of setup but if you can do that that's one route but that isn't obviously if you want to do the property development side um there are numerous funders again don't know what it's like in the us but in the uk there are numerous funders that will you know independent financial backers if you can prove that, you know, you're, you're not an idiot and you, you've you've earned enough money to, to warrant the size of the scheme, and that, that will come into it as well. Your salary, you know, if you earn 50,000, you'll probably mm-hmm. be able to do sort of a 500,000 pound build, a buy it and sell it. The profit won't be great, but it's a step in the door. And you can get 100% funding here. You're probably going to pay... 1.5% a month interest on the money that you lend. So it's quite high interest that way and if you're doing a hundred percent i think some people do 25 to 40 percent profit share so a lot of people call it a joint venture here so a jv okay that's that is definitely 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 the best way for someone coming in to get their foot in the door in terms of actually doing property development rather than sort of buy to lets where you basically just need 25 percent of the market uh, value and you know, you put someone in there and you rent it. There's not, there's not really that much sort of going on in terms of the rental side of it. It's pretty self-explanatory that side, and it's not really ever been a. It's not really ever been a bit. I always see it as a buy and a hold, um, you know, concept with crypto. I prefer to sort of make my money on it, sell it, move on to the next one, and if the market carries on up, I've got my own home that will benefit from that anyway, like a hedge. Right. Right. So yeah, it's not it was not really ever entertained me. I mean, when I couldn't sell my flats originally in back in two thousand and nine, I had to rent for a year, and it was probably the most stressful. Well, this year has been the most stressful, but it was the <laughs> second most. It's been the second most stressful um, year that I've that I've ever had. You know, getting a phone call because at eleven at night because the the light bulb's gone in the bedroom. Oh, you know, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I I've heard horror stories as well because some people will employ the estate agents to run them and i've had horror stories from people actually nicking the money uh 
people not checking, people not obviously not doing their job properly, which you find a lot of people do. So, and you can get insurances and stuff, but then the insurance company try and get away with it. So if you're in a different job and you think, right, you've seen some of the pictures that I'm doing, you think, fuck it, that's a bit of me. I fancy a bit of that. Or you think that you'd be good at it. Then the 100% funding with the joint venture is definitely the way forward for you to get in the door. That is, you even if you pay, even if you want one point, even if they want one point five percent and forty percent profit shares, just for an example, if you do that right, they will be, you know, bring it in on budget, sell it, earn the profit that you're doing. They get their forty percent and their interest paid back. Mm. When you go back to them, they might go, "Oh, do you know what? Obviously, you earned a little bit on that, but we're going to let you have a million this time." Right. Okay. And then you start yeah. working your way up from there exactly that just get your foot in the door but some people just don't want to do it they you know oh if i want to you know you get some of this oh if i was going to do it i'd want to make two million on my first project well good luck with that because <laughs> that, that same person will still be talking about that for the next 10 to 20 years oh if i was going to do that if i'd done that if i'd done that you're not doing anything so just keep your mouth shut <laughs> yeah there's a lot of people that like to talk and give you advice but not actually do anything Exactly. Yeah, exactly. They're, they're, I think they're the people that piss me off the most um, because I'd rather, even if this, I mean, I'm, I'm, touch wood, I'm out, the, I'm out of the, um, the woods on this one now, but even if this one went tits up, at least I tried. At least I give it a fucking good go. And that's all, that's all I want to do. When I get older, I mean, I'm, there's no way I'm working a day past 40. Um, and if I do this next one, that'd be my last one anyway. So mm-hmm. I'll be retired in three or four years, possibly one year if I can do this other one. And that'd be me. I'll look back and I'll just think no matter what was asked, I'll fucking give it a good go. And that's all you can ask for. And I'll hopefully that's why I'm slowly getting rewarded for all them years of putting in the graft, you know, not having the day off for 62 days. Yeah. And that's what people also don't look don't look at the you know i did what was it a 16 hour day at work come home and done six hours straight in the office mm-hmm. two hours sleep and back to work yeah that's crazy that's, that's, that, Gabe, that's Gary not, v talks about that too a lot you know giving up your weekends to basically work, uh, yeah know. and again on twitter the other day someone said you're never going to make it. if you think you're going to make it and you don't work the weekend or you you know you work a nine to five um you're not going to make it and I completely agree with him. It doesn't work like that. I mean, I've got emails that I get from, you know, um, subbies and stuff like that, or, or, or I've got an order and I've got to make sure that the electricity is ready for tomorrow. And that can take up to 12 o'clock at night. And it, you haven't got on, you can't just say I'll sort it out in the morning because you're getting messages at half six in the morning when people wake up talking about the day ahead of you and the day after. And it's, um, it's funny to see the replies and most of the replies are people that work nine to five jobs, which is absolutely fine. I've never, ever slagged off anyone, you know, people that I used to work with two holidays and a half decent car and they was happy and that's great for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never been for me and we're two, that's two different things, but th- it makes me laugh that the people that do sort of what I do never sort of take the piss or look down at people that do the nine to five. But ironically, the nine to fives, seem to think that they've got it right if that makes sense yeah no that makes like oh sense. yeah yeah i can i could do it um without doing the weekend well why aren't you 
why are you not doing it? Why are you on 30 grand a year for the next 10 years? Because that's not my fault. And, you know, that is your, that's your job and that's your choice, which is fine. But then you can't say to your people that you could get there as well if you done this or you done that because you're not doing it. I used to go into the local pub and put chewing gum, uh, you know, with the fruit machines. I don't know if you call them slot machines over there. Um, yeah, but, yeah. But they're called, yeah, they're called fruit machines here. Yeah. And I used to, where the money used to come out, the pound coins, I used to go in every morning and stick every uh, day after school and I'd stick chewing gum under and I'd probably get two or three pound a day just from that. Just from nicking, yeah, just <laughs> always trying to find some way of getting the thing. And weekends, we used to go out, you know, knock on the doors, wash cars for five pounds and do little things, cut people's grass if they wanted it done. So we we always trying to get a bit of money, but always sort of trying to earn it in that respect. I know the fruit machine wasn't. But Do you that, think, I think that things was... like that can be taught? Um, or is it kind of just, are you born um, with it? I think... It, it's a bit of both. I mean, my dad's more the the nicking and the, the selling sort of side, whereas my mum's the, you know, knocking on the doors, hard graft. So I sort of, luckily, I think I picked up a little bit of both. Sure. Um, but yeah, I think it can be taught and it's a, it's a bit of 50-50, in my opinion. Okay. Your, um, your parents sort of shape your life more than you can ever imagine. I think you only sort of realize it when you start getting thirties, forties and fifties, all the little, uh, the little things like my, my, my dad would be competitive with sport. Whereas my mum would have the attitude of, you know, it don't matter if you lost today, but in other things, you know, don't fucking let him do that. Don't let this do that. You've got to beat this. Don't let it do that. You know, don't give up. Don't mm-hmm. do this. So mm-hmm. yeah. So maybe I took a little bit of the best of both of them, hopefully. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's definitely paying off for you. I mean, you're looking to go full time crypto here uh, in the next two months, I think you said. Yeah, so I'm gonna see how. I mean, if these the the eight flats that I'm I'm nearly finished with, um, I'm gonna have you know five or six weeks minimum uh, while they sell, where I'm not gonna touch anything else. So I'm gonna go five six weeks full time, and then just see how we go. Um, see how the market is if the market dips then that would be me for the next couple of years i'll just probably be buying um plots of land for cheap and stuff like that in preparation for a few years time okay if so you the, plan on buying the dip if if the real estate market were to tank in the next two years yeah if it if it tanks if it tanks sooner or or if i get the in, in um any indication that it's on its way to rolling over i'll um i'll pull my money back from this new one and I'll just wait six months okay. and even if I, yeah. And That's even if I can, I, I can try it. Cause at the minute I buy a, a places with planning permission already a, approved. So that takes that, although you pay a premium, I mean the, the bungalow that I brought was um, I paid 1.1 million pound for it. If I was to buy that, you know, if, if I knocked on the lady's door and just brought it normal, she probably would have got 700 for it, 700,000 or so. Uh, you pay a premium for that risk to be taken out that the councils here, you know, you could apply and they could say no. And then you've spent X amount of money on a bungalow where no one wants to live and you can't get planning permission on. Whereas in the downturn, I think the councils will actually want people to build to keep that flow coming. And obviously developers and stuff like that will want to off and get some cash flow. So 
I've got a plan for both. Um, mm. That's what I try and do with, with my crypto and my trading also. Plan for both and then you're not surprised and you're caught with your pants down, so to speak. Yeah, yeah, I think that's definitely important. Um, how about we start with how you got into crypto? Yeah, so got into crypto in 2017. Just heard it on the news, heard it through the radio. You know, Bitcoin this, Bitcoin that, like everyone else, sucked, sucked me in. The, and... I think that it was really difficult to actually sort of buy it. So, you know, going on YouTube, seeing how to do it, and, and then I see a write-up. So I was just like, and the, more, the harder it was, the more I wanted it, if that makes sense. <laughs> and so I was just, it was, um, it, it, that's all you heard. Oh, Bitcoin's done this today, Bitcoin's done. And I thought, well, I don't even know what it is. So ironically, when I started looking into it, I thought, well, this can't continue. So this is going to go to zero. <laughs> I'm going to buy, and I started reading um, IOTA, and, you know, they talked a big game, and I just thought, right, that's a, that, I'm going to do that. That's going to be the next Bitcoin. And I, I, I probably did everything that everyone else has ever done. I, I can buy X amount of IOTA. If they get to 20 grand, like Bitcoin did, <laughs> and sort of <laughs> everyone based, you know, if I bought, seven million tron and they got to and uh, and he started hitting the calculator yeah and i and i remember saying to my uh to my wife oh if, if i buy this coin here and it goes here we'll have 1.2 billion <laughs> and and it, it's only it's only now when you just think you know how moronic well not so much moronic but how naive and uh wishful thinking comes to mind with that but yeah, so did that. I sent, I set up a Binance account um, because that was the article that I read uh, to set that up, a buy through Coinbase, and then send it to Binance. So sort of done that. Tried a hundred, tried a hundred dollars just to make sure it worked. That was fine. So I done another grand, and then another two grand, and then I thought, right, IOTA's dropped to. I think it was like three dollars and ten cents or something like that. This was this early December. I sent. 12 grand to coinbase and it didn't come through so obviously i'm chasing it up and they said they was too busy to respond so now i'm thinking i've been absolutely scammed in the, oh, it, while this yeah while this is going on iota's gone to you know this has gone on for weeks i couldn't get my money. i didn't know where the money was didn't know if it was coming back no one was answering their phone uh, answering the emails and i think i hit something like five dollars sixty so i was absolutely fuming and i just said to uh, my missus that that's it you know it's 560 now if i can by the time i get my money it's probably going to be like 20 or 30 dollars uh how wrong could i be um but the the thing with that was about three or four weeks later uh, the money got put back into my account from coinbase but it was minus six hundred dollars and to this day, no one's ever, ever replied or ever even tried to fix that. Well, you, you, you get an email from Coinbase saying, oh, we uh, looked at this. We hopefully it got resolved. You think well, it can't be resolved because you've not tried. You're literally just sending out generic emails. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was, again, baptism of fire straight in, scammed fucking straight away for $600 from Coinbase. So started watching Binance because I used to have the whole of December off every year for, for off of work just to sort of chill and spend time with the kids. Oh, okay. and stuff that was like that. the perfect time for that whole. Yeah. So <laughs> I witnessed. Yeah. And I, 
you know, we had many rows at home with um, 16 hour, 17 hour days, just watching my phone, just watching IOTA bounce from three uh, three dollars to three fifty yep. twice a day. <laughs> that black four, yo, yeah, every day, yep. And I was I and I was that. just thinking, as soon as I get this money, I'm, you know, it's going three dollars to three. I remember talking to my granddad, and, and I said, look, granddad, as soon as this coming in, you know, there's, there's going to be like twelve hundred quid a day. And he said, uh, it can't be that easy. And he said, if it, if it was that easy, everyone would be doing it. And I said, well, judging by the amount of money that's involved, I think people are. But I just couldn't get the money there. Yeah, and it come back with $600 less. And to this day, I still don't know. Yeah, um, Coinbase is what, pretty notoriously yeah. bad for that. And that was the baptism of fire straight in. Scam. <laughs> yeah, again. <laughs> Scam straight away. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, watched it. We had the little alt run. Uh, started to read the books, you know, really got consumed, which I think everyone does in crypto when you first get in there. Yeah. The the, the hopes for overnight success, you know, 10 grand to a million in, in, in two months, what you hear the stories and people have done. Um, it, it sort of taps into your inner greed. And, oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. I, I love how yeah. emotional the market is. Like you can just see like the emotions on crypto Twitter and, everywhere yeah. else just how uh over invested some people might be or uh, definitely the, the different sentiment over like one uh you know that one like candle that'll just everyone's talking yeah, about every other hun- day yeah or bitcoin <laughs> you know it looks like it's gonna pump but it drops hundred dollars and then everyone <laughs> bearish it's like yeah. fucking hell it's just it's just, it's just what what it does this yeah, is the market a, you can't it's a study circus. anything so um Yes, watching that, just literally watched the IOTA all day, all day long. Didn't really pay much attention to Bitcoin. But then you join crypto Twitter and you start, you know, reading some articles and you think, well, I don't think Bitcoin is going to go to zero, actually. And then you start sort of flipping it around and then you start to realize that everything's a fucking scam. Yeah. And I need to, you know, I'm not going to invest. I'm not going to buy a uh, hundred grand's worth of IOTA and be as rich as Bill Gates. That's not going to happen. So I'm better off learning how to trade and to do it myself. And that was it. That was the start of just literally consumed YouTube videos. Um, obviously, Twitter stayed on there, looking at other mm-hmm. people's analysis, Who would picking you what I liked. For that, um, let's say if you're a starter, um, getting into the bull run now for your first time, who would you recommend going to any articles or books or people? I think book-wise, there's. Um, I'll have to try and dig that out. It's the, there's the, you know the, uh, don't know what his Twitter name is. Crypto orangutan. Oh yeah, okay. Yeah, they done one. Um, I read that in Spain. That was actually really good. Pretty simple um, support and resistance levels, but as you know, that's that's how I think you can make the most money with simplicity, not overcomplicating, not overthinking, not overanalyzing. Uh, that was a really good one and i think it's the naked oh that's it the naked trader okay so this this guy is i think it was his third edition of the same book so he just you know he just keeps changing it he he trades the stocks um but you read that you, if you start trading you you're new to the um you're new to to uh cryptocurrency and you just started trading within 2 months i can guarantee you i could literally guarantee you you would read every single chapter and every mistake he tells you to avoid, you would have already done it, or <laughs> you haven't done it, but you will do it. It's actually incredible. 
I mean, I've got in my journal once, I remember writing something down, you know, don't sell on a 3% bounce, just say for an example. And I'm not kidding you, the ink was not even dry. And I fucking did it. <laughs> and it, I sold at the 3%. I did exactly what I said don't do. And it hit, and it, I swear it was like a 12 or 20% candle within 15 minutes. And I just thought, I'm never ever going to do that again. And that's when the penny dropped. No matter how much, how many videos you watch, no matter how much, you know, listening to this, you can listen to me and my, some advice that I can give. It, it means nothing. Until it costs you money, you are never ever going to take that in. Yep. And that yep. day, I've never, I've, I've, I've never done it again. And, you know, I made a little, I've made the 3% on it and, you know, profits, profit and all that sort of stuff, what I preach. But to write it down and literally physically, <laughs> have, physically have it while you're clicking the buttons and it's literally next to you telling you not to, telling yourself not to do it, um, was that, that was when it sort of, the penny dropped on that and I just thought, right. I've just got a now that I think I actually went back down to, I think I started doing trading ideas and I, I think the, the minimum on Binance was $10. Now this is definitely something that new traders should do. Spend two months trading $10. If you're as competitive of me, if you've played sports before or you're really competitive, like I am, you, you don't want to be wrong. So when you first start trading that 10 pound, you know, even if you get stopped out and you know, 10%, just say you put a 10% stop on, you get stopped out. You've lost $1. It's not about that dollar. I guarantee you, you will be fuming because it's got, you've been, you've been proven wrong by the market. And I did this over and over again, trying different strategies more so than sort of trying to get that. But in the end, the emotion comes out and that's when you can start creeping it up. You go from the $10 to $50 and you have to be comfortable with what you're going to lose. So if you're trading a $100 portfolio, is a $10 um, hit going to cost you know, really affect you as much as a $5 hit? Is there not, can you reload? So to, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. And obviously you have scale to, that up. Yeah, like if, if I put a 10 grand trade on now for Bitcoin and I put a 2.5% stop on it, it's not, it's not really a big thing. But some people that would be, you know, to lose $250, that would be fucking astronomical um mm. some people it'd be a drop in the ocean you know i'm not a wow these people out here tra trading you know 10 million dollar contracts and getting liquidated and stuff like that these these boys are in different world to me yeah but i'm i've found my comfortable x amount and my my risk is worked out my stops and my trades are, are a sign to how much i'm willing to lose yes. and that's what you need to do Here's an interesting question I've I've heard talked about a little bit. Do you um do you believe in like trading for income or trading for growing your account? That's a tricky one. Um I know I've spoke to um Dante and Adam about that before and I think they say a year minimum. I think he's. I think someone actually messaged Adam Webb and you know Real Dollar Fire. I think he's skew. He's come back a skew trader now. Okay. He. Um. I think someone actually re like said to him, oh, I've, I've got five grand. I'm going to go full time." And, he, and he's just like, "Just stop. You're not. It's not going to happen. Even if you out traded the hot, the best trader on earth year after year, you will earn more on benefits." And that's what that's the sad reality of trading. 
is you need to be trading with size to make it worthwhile as in full time. This time I'm financially okay. You know, I can give it a year. I could have probably five years off now and it wouldn't make too much difference just through hard work. You know, it's it's nothing's been given to me. Yeah. But I have got that safety net. So when I do these six weeks, I'm going to go aggressive. You know, if I lose, I lose. It's going to be an eye opener. I'm going to increase my size with every week and just to make myself feel a bit more comfortable and stuff like that. And that's what they should be doing as well. But if you think you're going to quit a 20 grand job and full-time trade with a five grand account, you're going to have to do 400%. This isn't like one trade. This is a full account, no risks, no, uh, no losses. You're going to have to four times your account. Right. It's just, just not feasible. Ju- just no, it's not. And when people say, you know, um, because as you know, I, I like to scalp and stuff like that and compound, you know, do 10% of your portfolio on Tron, say, and it's a 2% range and just keep doing it. Hmm. You know, uh, one Bitcoin becomes 1.2 Bitcoin, but that's not, that's more of a gain rather than, and, and building your Bitcoin value, um, your Bitcoin holding up. I see that as a game. I see it as a computer game in all honesty. <laughs> I, I have, the numbers um, on the screen. Yeah. A lot of people yeah. suffer from that. I feel like it's honestly with 2017, I've, I've read a lot of things that, uh, you know, the horror stories of people losing insane amounts of money. But at the same time, you it's like a lot of people were in that position where it was just going up so quickly that it was just a game. It yeah. was just, it was, it was, um, they were just numbers I on mean, the screen. They didn't really think it was real. And I was, I was actually talking to my group um, about this the other day. I, out of everyone in the group, obviously it's my group, and I, I tell people how I'm trading and why and what, what, you know, what calls I'm going to do. But in the bull run, I can hand on heart say I will probably earn the least in terms of percentage of, you know, if someone's got a 10 grand account and a one grand account, they might potentially earn the same amount of percentage return. The ten, the, the ten grand's always going to earn in a bull market more, just because of the size. But in terms of percentage-wise, I honestly believe that I will earn the the least amount, and that is just through risk management. Mm-hmm. I think I'll probably sell portions early, or yeah, I just I just I think I'm more risk. I had sort of, I had an interesting uh, conversation about uh, you know Karush AK. Yeah, I had an interesting conversation with him about this that he said, um, yeah, like he's he basically is going to earn less uh, like, OK, so he joined basically in 2017 as well, uh, roughly around then. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, he was doing the same thing as as um, everyone else was, you know, just taking huge risks uh, and it was paying off. You know, everyone was being stupid, but um, it was paying off. So, you know. Why not keep doing it? Exactly. Um, and it's almost like now every now that everyone's educated uh, about risk management, it's almost like you're gonna learn, earn less um, through the bull market this time around. It's, it's, it's almost it yeah. It, the people that joined late 2017 will never ever hold as long. You know, if it's a long, I'm long term vet, so I always have a little bag of vet. But not too long ago, on that run to, I think it hit 108. Um, I was out nine in the nineties, so you know, staggered sales and stuff like that. So, yeah, as and, much as I, you'll as, keep more in the end. Yeah. So that in my eyes, if I sell the vet on that run, and it keeps on going, 
I've still earned more Bitcoin. If, like I thought, think it did, and it did, it come back down to you know fifty. I think it was fifty-seven or fifty-eight. Um, we started ladder buying, you know, seventy-seven, seventy, sixty-twos, and stuff like that. So hmm. I always want to accumulate more vet, but at the same and BNB, I also like BNB just because I think they can pull the strings and you know send it to whatever they want really yeah with the with the coin burns and stuff like that so they're two really the only ones obviously other than bitcoin so i like those selections by the way those are actually two um like actually vet would be my biggest holding um yeah it's probably actually bigger than my bitcoin peg oh really <laughs> yeah well every everyone you speak to you know everyone's got an opinion on every all if you ever tell them you know it's a shit coin and this that and the other but that always just seemed to have a little bit of respect from people who I respected in the space, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, and their and the more real-world adoption is yeah, is there. and it, it's it's out. It, you know, they're not promising stuff like IOTA and then it's right. all going to shit. Right, they're actually out. That they've got the thing with the Adidas, you know, the um, traceability and the authenticity tags and stuff like that, beanie hats, and that's all we that's all we want to see. You want to see something that's actually working. Yeah, Walmart China is a big one too. Yeah, Walmart. I mean, that was um, that was the one that did it to. I think it was ninety nine, wasn't it? Overnight when yeah. that dropped, um, yeah. <clears throat> I, I woke up and literally missed the whole thing. I think I see it at about eighty seven. Um, so yeah, but again, I'm not emotionally attached to that. I love it and I want to be long term on it. But if I think it's on a run, which I think is going to get a sell off, and I've earned X amount more Bitcoin on it, that I'm going to Bitcoin and I'm waiting. And I think patience pays. At the minute, I've not traded as much, and I've gone to the four hour and the six hour, and some some targets I've got are on the daily. So you have to adjust to the market. You know, when I first come on there, I was I was using five minute charts and fifteen minute fifteen minute chart. In my eyes, was sort of a higher time frame in crypto because you had coins there, you know, seven ten thousand Bitcoin, and they was the low ones. So these were these were moving ridiculous paces. Yeah, but it's not it's not like that now. Yeah, and we can only hope that it'll come back. It'll go back to that. <laughs> yeah, that's and that's that's you need to pick. I think you need to pick two or three alt bags. Do your um, due diligence on it. Decide that's what you want to accumulate. And I think I've, I've talked about it in a few of my YouTube videos where you sh you know some people don't really like to long and short so. Use your bag, you know, if you've got five grand's worth of vet and you think it's going to do a double top, sell it. Sell it. If you're really worried, you set a stop buy at 2.2% above the market, above resistance level. Mm -hmm. So you catch any breakout and you use that 2.2% stop buyer as a stop loss. No different. Mm. You're essentially short using your bag to short it. So I, I, That's interesting. I, I've never yeah, heard I that before. I, I, I've done this since 2000. Well, uh, you know, January 2018, because 2017, December, I was just basically waiting to see if that money came through and just playing around, really. But yeah, no, I yeah, never thought about that. That's actually a really great way to hedge. And just yeah, you're basically decision. hedging it. And sometimes, like this vet, when vet went to, um, when it ran to, I think it's like I said, topped out at 108, I was out, well, I was 100% out of vet just because I knew that it couldn't sustain that price. And it was inevitable that it would sell off. So I didn't even buy, I didn't even set stock buyers. I just sold it. And it was in my sort of thinking if I'm stuck holding a Bitcoin bag, you know, I can think of a lot worse coins to hold than Bitcoin. 
Gotcha. And there'll always be there'll always be opportunities to buy back. I mean, news coins go up and they come down. There's there's no li like link breaking all time highs. Oh that's, yeah, that's insane. That's, go, yeah, go to the week. <laughs> go to the weekly. Set a bid on support level or the twenty five MA and just wait. It will tag. Whether you wait a week or two weeks or, or two months or three months, it will tag. Nothing's changed in this space. It, all the money is just getting moved around. There's none. There's no more coming in, in my opinion, anyway. Mm -hmm. And you can tell from the volume clusters. You know, VET went up to um, 1,600 Bitcoin daily volume. What happened when that sold off? Tron then crept up. Yeah. So you think all of the money in in crypto right now, there's no new money coming in. You think that it's all just a bunch of traders just cycling between alts. Yep. MMs on Binance and just all of us lot trying to trying to scalp and trying to trade for more Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. The the only FOMO that I see which completely wrecked any analysis was the pump from I think it what was it seven eight to fourteen or was it eight eight to fourteen when China sort of come in and it it just the market was irrational. I think that's when it all absolutely nosedived. That was that was real money coming in and that was a big eye opener for people that hadn't seen that before that was a different way to trade that was a buy bitcoin and and wait <laughs> and my dad texts me uh i think it was price was 13,300 and he 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 asked me oh the fellas at golf have just asked you um can you do this for trading can they message you private message you because they want to buy bitcoin and i think i tweeted obviously Sell signals here. My dad's just tweeted <laughs> Bitcoin, and uh, yeah, it went. Funny. Yeah, it it went from I think it was thirteen three topped out. I don't know if it touched fourteen. Did it or was it like thirteen nine or something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, I think it was, I think you're right. I think it was like high. 13s. Yeah, it, yeah. So it was um, just shy of fourteen grand, and then that was it. Just absolute fucking sell off. Mm -hmm. So that's what uh, all these things. You know, this time it's different, and all that sort of stuff. The longer you're here and the more you see these this money being recycled into different ones, that's why I'm sort of confident it was in selling VET as much as I'd like to, but the plan is to, to buy more VET for the same amount of money. And that's where sure. that's why that's why I short sell any any bags that I've got. And I do the same with Bitcoin. I don't know if you see the, the screenshots the other day, just selling spot, you know, selling nine nine, rebuying nine five. Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not rocket easy, but... science. <laughs> no, no, it's but again, you you have to find, you know, I'm not selling a hundred percent of my Bitcoin holding here. I'm selling, you know, five or ten percent. But right. with, with every ten percent and you know, a five percent move, if you're sitting with ten percent of your money in, in Tether, but ninety percent of your money in Bitcoin, and Bitcoin, you know, you sell at ten grand and it runs to twenty you're not going to tell me that you're going to be gutted because the growth you would your 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 growth from that jump from 10 to 20 will be will outweigh any thoughts of oh you know I wish I didn't sell that 10% or 5% right yeah so you you, you there's there's it's almost not not so much chess but it's almost like you have to find a percentage again it comes back to that risk management of what you're happy to lose you have to ask yourself with Bitcoin if you're trading it spot like I do sometimes. Um, what are you happy to hold? What percentage of your Bitcoin holding would you not mind sitting in Tether? So I sold um, nine nine this morning from that. Not I think it was nine five fifty or something like that rebuy. Now 
if Bitcoin runs now to a hundred grand, do you think I'm going to care about that? That's five or ten percent what I've done this morning. No, yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's, it's so you you can hedge, you can short sell your stack on Binance without shorting, and you can almost hedge just by using a number that you're comfortable with. If you know, and if you sell ten percent, so say it drops to nine two, or just say nine one for argument's sake, um, and you've sold you know ten one. That's ten percent of a ten percent. So that's one percent Bitcoin gain. Now this happens quite a lot, and you know the the numbers might be you know more five percent um, movement because Bitcoin's ranging. It's not really sort of nuking yeah. other than the other day. Yeah. But even if you said if you sold ten percent of your bag, which you're happy with to go into Tether, and you set your bids, you know, sell at ten, buy at nine five, and wait. When that fills, you've just added 0.5% minus a couple, uh, you know, 0.1.5% fees or whatever it works out, depending on um, on on Binance mm-hmm. tier system. Yeah, but you know, you're you're adding 0.4%, just say for argument's sake, of your total Bitcoin holdings with almost zero risk because you're comfortable. And uh, I tr- there's um. There's a few people that struggle to understand that um, that I speak to in DMs that are from from Twitter. You know, oh, what if it moons? And you just think, well, no, it's all personal preference. Yeah, if, if I you sold, keep your eye on yeah. it, I mean, you, you shouldn't be missing a move like that. Yeah, I mean, my next ten, my next ten percent will be. Oh, no, I'm good. My next ten percent will be um, thirteen eight, and another ten percent of that will be sort of nineteen grand, and that's me. That's. I'll sit that thirty percent in Teva, and I'll I'll ride that seventy percent to to whatever it goes up to. But if I'm out at thirty percent with an average sale of you know fourteen k, I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm happy with that considering what I brought in for and what my average entry is. And each time you do this spot, um, i.e. short scout sort of situation, your entry level becomes lower and lower and lower because obviously you're gaining more Bitcoin. So you can calculate that, you know, if you end up with 10% more Bitcoin than when you started, you essentially brought Bitcoin 10% lower than when you did. Right. That's yeah, important for long term too. Yeah. I mean, you have to be you have to be bullish on these coins long term, i.e. VET and BNB and Bitcoin. They're my free, my free really. It used to be Tron, but I just see Tron as a way to make Bitcoin, to be honest. It's, um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a really good coin to trade. The uh, it's got a little bit more difficult now, though. Now that it's um, sort of 200 sats, is the you know you've got 90 million buy walls and stuff like that. So it is harder to sort of scalp. I used to scalp. I think I've done about 100 in one day. I think I sent them in the group. 100 scalps just literally sat there and just set 2% swings. Um, scalp as soon as it's as soon as it triggered, set the bid. As soon as it triggered, set the sell. All day for about 16 hours straight, it happened. It was in, actually insane. Um, and uh, vet 160 to 166. I think I've done about 20 of them in one day. It was it was absolutely mm-hmm. insane. So it is there, but the lower these coins go, the harder it is to do stuff like that. Yeah, it's losing liquidity pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some coins you some coins you look at the thing, you think you can't even really sort of edge in with a five grand or ten grand because you're going to sort of buy up all the sell walls. You're going to push price. You're probably going to have about a one percent spread, and that's why that's why it's been really frustrating for me the last probably two weeks. The uh, the 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 twenty five MA on the four hour retest. I don't know if you see that tweet. That was. 
absolutely insane. It was almost two to three weeks solid, almost 90% of alts. Oh, were, no, I don't, I don't think I saw that. I have to go check uh, that out then. Yeah, all the, the alts were, if they weren't tagging it, you know, they was bouncing 0.1 or 0.2% <laughs> just above. And you have to sort of put that in your journal. You know, if you if you spot something that's reoccurring across alts at a given time, it might not work forever, but while it is working, <laughs> fucking milk it. Yep. What would you say, like, how did you find out about the 25 and 99 MA? Because you're pretty notoriously known for that. Yeah, it's, it's ironically, just the Binance default. Um, so when I first joined, they, I think they, they was always on there or they was... Oh, yeah, it, that's right. They are, yeah. Those yeah, are the defaults. So they're the default. So obviously then you start watching the videos and you um, get people talking about the 50 and the 200, which is quite sort of a well-known thing for the Golden Cross, etc., then you uh, you hear stories, you know, I'd use the 12 and the 35. I think the 67 works best on this set. And, you know, a few, few back testing and, and and stuff like that. And then the up crosses. That's when, I, that's when it sort of, the penny dropped when I thought uh, crypto has got a lot, of, probably more bots, t- 10 times more bots than any other market um, that tr- obviously trading bots and algorithms and stuff like that. So I just thought, if I was to code it, I mean, that's well above my pay grade, but if I was to code it or ask someone to code it, what would I ask them to, to do? What would be the criteria? And then I just started thinking, right, when price comes uh, 7MA on the one hour through to 99, you usually get like a 5% bounce. So you write that down, you backtest that. When price breaks out, like it did the the last few weeks on the on the four hour. Now the four hour is only the four hour because the volumes are obviously low and the liquidity is low. So the time frames change as well. So you have to just constantly change. The concept might still be the same. See, the seven through the ninety nine used to be the explosive pop, and okay. about a, a year ago that actually swapped, and now you notice the seven and the twenty five is the big one. How did you? How do you backtest that? Do you just scroll through TradingView or Binance and um, just scroll through I've, charts and do it that way? Or do you have an automated way of testing it? Um, again, like I said, it's out of my pay grade, but um, one of the fellas in my thing called Rick, he, he designs apps and stuff like that. He he used to run that sort of stuff. I mean, when I first started, it would, it would literally be writing it down and just scrolling through Binance. Gotcha. Um, you know, and, and I'm not talking spending days doing this. I'm just thinking, you know, if I look at 10 different coins and eight of them have done it, that's 80% probability. That's more than enough. Even if it was 50%, um, you know, 40% is marginal. But if 50% of the time you're getting free hour, you know, a free hour trade against a, a, a stop out, mm-hmm. that money is still there. It's like rolling the dice. Yeah, I like that you mentioned or- having a three hour on that type of setup too because um the details do matter here i I feel like with um back testing i think the level of detail that you need to go into on finding a strategy that works for you is more than a lot of people can imagine yeah well the um the guy who uh, his name is merco i'll send you his thing he's the coder that done my moving average prediction indicator on trading view yeah he he's we're currently trying to do a an, um, a bot that automatically finds based on the criteria that I've given him, i.e. where the MA should be, because the 99 MA on a seven for a 25, say, if that spread is only two percent, then I don't even look at it. I won't even come back to that coin for a couple of days until the MAs have split. 
that has a massive that has a massive factor. So when people, I remember people was laughing. Oh, when I done, it's still free. The um, my MA cross, um, bot. Oh, you know, you can set that on trading view. View, but these these people done so much code that they had to take some off because they wrote too many lines that I think the Bitmex API or something like that fouled, and trading view ran out of space. So this is the amount of criteria these these alerts are giving. It's not just fucking seven through to twenty five MA, but buy it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're seeing we're seeing where price was two hours ago. We're we're trying to predict where it was, you know, in, where it will be in two hours, and we're also seeing where the other MAs are, because if they're tight, then that that won't even give the signal. Oh, okay, yeah. So that's there's definitely a lot of criteria there. I can imagine. It sounds like a pretty yeah. advanced algorithm. Oh, I've seen the. Um, I mean, it's all, it, it means not, absolutely nothing to me. But I've seen the the whiteboard where, you know, if it done that, it goes to this box, and it was absolutely. It was like seeing something off the TV, um, <laughs> like um, Stephen Hawking sort of stuff. It was, it was incredible. That he's a he's a genius, the kid. Um, and also, when I go full time, if I do stay full time, I'm gonna. He's, he's from Italy, so I'm gonna fly him over, and. Um, and we're going to work on getting that bot ready because we're, we're working on something at the minute which will be an indicator that you click and it will automatically find based on my ma strategy and my fib extension strategy the confluence and it will only print three r long and short trades mm. so basically you click this button and it will be no different from me spending an hour sitting next to you and mapping out what I would have seen, if that makes sense. So, wow, pretty, so it's uh, a pretty like you definitely have to. So you'd consider your strategy definitely more like moving average base. It's definitely not discretional based trading. It's, then it's um it's moving average, but with confluence. As I say, there's so much criteria. Um, and I was chatting to one of the members in my group the other day, just on um direct message. You know, he's um. I think he went from 800 to, to 1500. So he's fucking doing really well. And he's just, imp, imp, he's just improving. He's always asking questions. And this is the difference. Some people just, you know, take the trade and they hope for the best. When some people actually go out their way to want to learn and he's, he's looking at different time frames to what I'm doing and doing the same strategy, but back testing, you know, he's actually putting it to practice, putting into practice what he's, um, what he's picking up. Which is great to see, but he he asked me a couple of questions the other day, and I told him, and, and he said, "Oh, I, I didn't quite see it like that." I, I, and then when I explained it, sort of the penny drops, and he he replied with something like, "He he said that I look at a chart now, and it sort of subconsciously I already know not to not to take it or not to waste time on it." Wow. And um, it was only once I stopped talking to him. That I sort of because I'm I, I do stuff you know I'll be driving a digger one day and I'll scan Binance you know maybe twenty coins and nothing would take my um, you know nothing really sort of screams out at me but he what he's saying is that you're looking at it so much or you've gone through that process so much that you can automatically you know within a couple of seconds almost do what the bot does in terms of meeting the criteria and avoiding what you don't like which is um. Which is a bit, bit, bit weird, but it actually makes sense because sometimes yeah, yeah. Some, some of the some of the best calls that I've ever made have been, you know, off the cuff, 
open my phone, look at the screen. I'm going to buy there and sell there. <laughs> yeah, it's, intuition. Yeah, and that I think that is just that repetitive, you know, checking where the MAs are with, and these MAs, you know, they're not a hundred percent just. Oh well, there's an upcross, so I'm going to buy it here. That confluence is a big thing, and support and resistance levels with the confluence of the MAs mm-hmm. are the best ways to make money, in my in my opinion, um, on on uh, on on trading, especially in crypto, but. If someone showed me a different way and we got better results, I'd change in a heartbeat or incorporate it somehow. But yeah, going back to that money, yeah, just, that's, and, that's yeah, the goal. <laughs> exactly. In the, but until that happens or until this doesn't work, um, I'll be keep trading the support and resistance and the moving averages. But yeah, exciting times with the indicator because we've we've got it. He sort of he, he ran it the other day and it was mapping out um, three R trades based on what what i would class as all my criteria uh-huh. so he's wow, yeah he's, he's gone a long way he's going to help me build the website and stuff like that incorporating into there and also we're going to do it where you can pick and choose what time frame suits your trading style and obviously what coins so you don't get alerts for coins that you'll never trade hmm. so yeah it's loads loads to crack on with um but i just need to get these uh this development out of the way and then see what the the six to eight weeks brings and then make a decision on that yeah sounds like exciting times for you ahead man yes mate hopefully (laughs) well can't wait to see what else you got in store on twitter um you know i'm definitely gonna link everything that uh you put in the show notes um i appreciate the talk man brilliant